city started drawing water from the Flint River, exposing thousands of people to the toxic metals. Mother, mother, there's too many of you crying. Brother, brother, brother. There's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some love in today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am E5 Bayo. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, a pillow. Hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold or drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some juice, some coffee. Hell, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on today, for real. Yesterday, I had a lot of uncomfortable conversations, but they were needed to be had. And I heard a lot of people's 
um, venting. And some of it was really, really heartening and just sad to hear and say. Then to know that the fear, like a really honest to God fear and the hiding or, you know, like, no, I can't have this conversation with my mentor, my godparent, or, you know, I can't because I can't be like you. You know, I, I want to tell you, yo, you were strong, but they had a lot of conversations about you in Spanish and English. And, you know, they were saying that you were racist and you, you know, you were, you hate Spanish people. And I'm like, wow. So I'm going to read it. Right. Racism is a form of prejudice that assumes that the member of racial categories have distinctive characteristics and that these differences result in some racial groups being inferior to others. Racism generally includes negative emotional reactions to members of the group, acceptance of negative stereotypes and racial discrimination against individuals. In some cases, it leads to violence. Discrimination refers to the different treatment of the members of different ethnic, religious, national, or other groups. Discrimination is usually the behavior, behavioral manifestation of prejudice, and therefore involves negative, hostile, and injurious treatment of members of rejected groups. First of all, I can't be racist. I'm black. We don't make laws. <laughs> One. I was called the Dave Chappelle of the spiritual community. Well, I owned that. I was like, great. I'm, I'm good with that. Oh, you hate Spanish people? No, I don't. I don't. I believe people should have a right to be able to say how they feel in a beautiful, non-threatening environment and to think outside of what the group or the masses thinks and to be able to voice their opinion. We can firmly agree to disagree respectfully. But I'd be damned if I'd be quiet and allow you to play in my face or say something that doesn't, that's not me. Why do we have to take our free speech and put it in the fucking back burner? But you can say how you feel all over the world. Nah, doesn't work that way. So if you want to call me the Dave Chappelle of spirituality, I will, I will hold that. Thank you. Because it all stemmed from a black woman, too, that spoke about their experience in a Misa. And they didn't want to come out and speak on it, so they asked me. And I was happy to do it. But from that came, oh, she don't like Spanish people. Okay. All right. And I'm grateful for that. Because if that's the, if you want to believe that, then great. I'm not here to change your mind or anything. My best friend is from Colombia. Uh, I mean, and I love Rach. And I love the people that stood by me from all races and all ethnic backgrounds. I love that. And it started a domino effect, which I already knew it wasn't going to last. But I'm happy that it was put out there. 
Because then people started doing lives talking about how, no, you know, I got black guy kids and this and this. And there was a sister on a live and she said, things get lost in translation, but I can't tell my Spanish godmother because then she's going to get mad at me. I remember sitting in my godfather's house, Ibae, because he passed away. And they were having a Misa. Him and his wife were sitting on the other side. I was sitting next to my godbrother, then uh, Julio, right? And my Jabona was sitting, you know, near the wall. And every time the spiritualist was saying something, he would translate for me. And my Jabona got really upset. Like, why are you telling her, you know, mind your business? If it, if it was meant for her, she'll listen or they'll say it in English so she can understand. So it was my godfather. Bless his mouth. He said, hold on, stop. He said, because a message that's given might be for the person, but somebody else can benefit off of it too. So he, they should, she should understand what's going on. Because she might be going through that. Anybody in this room might be going through that to all my godchildren that can't speak Spanish. He said, and it might benefit them. So yes, continue on translating. Right? Because she was upset. And I'm like, wow. I remember being in his house and somebody had came in and they started speaking Spanish and he looked like, yo, that's fucking rude, right? So I'm like, well, he's like, D, let me explain this to you. He said, so you will never feel like, yo, that shit is right. If they're in there speaking another language and you're in there and you're in their presence, yo, walk away. Walk the fuck away and leave those people alone. So I remember the conversation because then they had told him, oh, that's that's horrible. You shouldn't tell her that. Then she should learn Spanish. She said, no, fuck that. Y'all should learn to speak English. He said, because I don't speak Spanish neither. He said, so no, that's fucked up. And I respected him for that. You know what I'm saying? Well, he went against his wife, daughter, like, yo, no. Because that it, it's not even me being insecure. It's, yo, have some respect. Imagine if the whole Misa was in English and those people only spoke either Creole or Spanish. They'll feel some kind of way. So give that same love and understanding and that respect to everyone that's in the room. And I get it. I get it. There was a chick where it's this very popular Spanish godmother. She was in the room. And she started recording it because she said no one would believe her. See, when we put these people high on these fucking pedestals and we just have them all this way, we don't know what goes behind closed doors. So she recorded her where you hear her saying some horrifying shit about black people. How they don't pay, how, you know, it's always a problem with them. Maybe they need to go and sell their fucking pussy to get this. That's horrible to say. So, because we have smartphones now, people now, when they walk in, like they can leave their headphones in a room and just have it on Google Translate. And everything they said is going to be printed out in, in English. But it's sad to know that behind closed doors, these conversations are being had. But out in the public, you love us colored folk. You love us. But in reality, you can't stand us. And it's sad. It's sad. I remember somebody invited me to a group to learn about, you know, how to throw OB and all of that. 
and the person, which was right, I was watching the thread and they said, well, you know, it would be nice if you can put it in English so we can understand. And I was all ready to sign up for the group. And the reply was what turned me off. Well, you can always translate it because I'm not putting it in English. Right then and there, I was like, nope, this ain't the group for me. See, I tell people what I feel. They don't have to follow me because I'm not going to be a punk for no fucking body. I tell people, go where you are celebrated and appreciated, not where you tolerate it. See, I love when that video came out because the one thing that people will start changing and Killer Mike said it first, fuck with people's pockets and they'll change their fucking tune. Fuck with people's pockets and they will change their tune. See, you only may like us colored folk around income tax time and when we got a court case because you want that coin. But I'm not going nowhere where I'm not celebrated, respected. I'm not going where you just tolerating me. Oh, throw a few of those in the in the in the mist in the picture to make it seem like, you know, we we got black people in our Ely. What? I know a black godmother. She only catered to her, her white guy kids. She don't give a fuck about the black ones. She don't do shit with them. I know an Elay that do the paper bag thing. If you're talking in a paper bag, you can't jump in there, Elay, in the South. No, it ain't Atlanta. It's in South Carolina. They have a whole Elay in there. And it's only if you lighter than the paper bag, you can join. If you darker, you can't be in there. They don't give a fuck who you are. And it's still right. It's still right. But imagine all the beauty and all the, the colorfulness that they're missing out on. But anybody that got to do all that, I don't need to be a part of their goddamn table, their e-lay, their house, their anything. I don't. I don't need to be a part of that. And then when they start noticing that people started leaving, now they want to change the tune. It's too late. It's too late. So anyway, this young girl, she let me hear the audio, and it was really horrible, horrendous. And, you know, you'll see this person and because they're put on a pedestal, you'll think like, damn. I love what David Sosa said. That's why I always say it. Most people don't like me because I know where their bones are buried at. And they don't want to fuck with me. And I'm good with that. But I, I remember being at the drumming in Brooklyn at Guardiola's. And there was this chick that came up to me. She was Spanish. And she was like, you know, is it okay to talk to you? And I was like, yeah, why? And she was like, because, you know, the rumor is you don't like Spanish people. I said, child, I pointed to my godfather. I said, ain't he Spanish? And black, but he's Spanish too, right? I was like, okay, my twin, ain't she Spanish? And they was like, yeah, ah, uh, man, but you know, listen, I ain't got time to be going through all that. I don't care at all. But if you feel that way, then that's on you. I can't change your perception of me, and I'm not going to try. But there's no way or nowhere where, and I always ask them, did you see the video? No, I didn't. Well, then, if you saw the video, you would have understood. You saw all the videos that was made after that and all the people that were trying to sit there. But see, I, like I said, and I'm going to always stand on that. The one thing about me is I'm consistent. You ain't going to outwork me. And I don't need a crew and a clique to run with. I do that shit dolo. So... All of those videos and all of those things they had, where they at now? Where those folks at now? They, they ain't here. I'm still here. They ain't here. They not. 
They, they, they're doing something else now. They done moved on. Because, see, it came around the time, because it was in October, around income tax time. See, when you fuck with people's pockets, they changed that shit real quick. Everybody and their mother was making videos. Because they knew I need to lock in that fucking coin. But the, the crazy part is the two people that ran the Misa were Spanish. They were Spanish. David Sosa and Eli. They were Spanish. So make it make sense. But the conversations that are being had is, you know, if I'm somewhere or they only put up a certain amount of people, you would never see my godparent, you know, hype me up. They hype up all their Spanish kids. And it's sad. It's sad. People are not blinded. People are not stupid. People are not retarded. And you wonder why. I mean, I'm not mad that people are running over to Shay Shay because I get it. I do. I get it. I, I don't. When people say, hey, yo, D, I left. Like, yo, I I'm not a part of the Lukumi community. Oh, for real? Yeah, I went over to Shay Shay. I'm not mad. I am not mad. Now, the people that they leave from, it's usually, oh, I didn't want them anyway. Like a bad taste. And the sad part is they don't dog the people out that they left from. They, they don't have anything bad to say. But they will. The godmother or the house will. Oh, fuck them. Oh, that's why they wasn't never shit. Let me tell you. Those are the people that you should pray for, hope they get a healing, and run. And run. If you have to blatantly sit there and dog and drag your god kids because they felt like they weren't being seen, heard, helped, taught, any of that. And they tried to have conversations with you. The problem ain't the God kids, it's you. A lot of people live off of ego. Oh, you know, and I'm not saying it's not no bad God kids, and I'm not saying it's the great godparents. We do have those. But this conversation here is how people are being treated. Now, some people are being lied on. Like, I know a lot of Spanish people that, you know, they accept their blackness and you know, they treat everybody equally. If one person get in trouble, they like, like the grandma. Everybody getting in fucking trouble. I get that. And they, they make sure they teach all their God kids in English and Spanish. And they make sure everybody's being attended to. But yet and still, you can't satisfy everybody. So they'll paint this false narrative so they can get followers. Now, yeah, a lot of it is bullshit. I, I will say that. But when you have receipts like audio and texts, yo, now it's like, wow. And to hear that audio from a great Santana that's known to how you see black people. But then when you look on their page, you don't see them hyping up black kids. You see them hyping up theirs. And that's their right. But then when someone call them out, oh, I got black guy kids. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I do. I get it. I, I, I think it's comical to at this stage. I do. I think it's comical. But I also know that people should, instead of running to social media, that they should have that great conversation. And if they can't, then remove yourself. You are not a fucking tree. You're not planted in the ground. If you feel you are not being tend to, helped, looked at, Spoken to. Now, I understand your godparents can be busy. I get that. 
But if they can post on social media, they can answer a fucking text. Real talk. So, you know, then leave. Leave. And you don't have to go and say, oh, well, I'm leaving because they this and that. No. Go where you are celebrated. Real talk. You don't need to be abused, bashed, dogged out. None of that. And it's so funny, right? The best advice my godfather, Abby, ever gave me. Because I used to call people out. I did. I used to call fucking people out. I was that person that, yo, if you do wrong, I'm blasting you. He told me something so real. So fucking in my face that I was like, damn. Can I get my edges, my life, my face, everything off the floor? He said, before you call out anybody, make sure you sweep in front of your own door and call them out. I wasn't, yo, I wasn't mad. I said, yo, let me back up then. Because if you can't call the very first people that dogs you out, discredit you, beat you, and did all of that, and how the fuck you going around in somebody else's yard when your own backyard is full of fucking old auto parts and broken shit? Like, you know, we don't want to do that. Because then we'll be labeled as messy. Nobody wants to fuck with you. Well, in the end, nobody want to fuck with me anyway, so I'm cool with that. Hence why I'm grateful that I built my table before I got to know any of those people. My table was already built. Now, I remember, right? I was being presented to a, the drum, right? I was. I was being presented to the drum. And let me tell you how ego, racism, and just discrimination and, and treating people so wrong, right? I was being presented to the drum, me, my twin, my god sister, and it was two Yawals that was there. One was from Jersey and another one, he had already been crowned and he was now starting to complete all the things he had. So he was being presented to the drum as well. And we was all having conversations. And I remember what I said and I remember who I was talking to, right? Now, when I got there, I made sure I asked. I had a sister that would make my skirts because I like long skirts and I like putting things in my pocket. So she made them with a pocket. And my godmother looked at me and was like, I mean, I tell you, this skirt was fucking crisp, right? I even jumped in the cab, made sure I got there because my godbrother, which I didn't know the backstory, but now I know now, he didn't want to be seen with me, you know, because I am I was the black one. I was the broken one. I lived in the shelter. So I was, I was the one that nobody wanted to be seen with. Real talk. This is my story. And I dare anybody to question me because I got not only receipts, but I got everything to go behind it. So I was the one that was labeled as the broken one, the broke one, the one that didn't, that didn't have anything. So nobody wanted to fuck with me. But I, had, I, had, I always made money, right? No matter where I was, I always made money. So I took a cab, I'll never forget, from uh, the Manhattan, where I was living at, off of Delancey. And because we were staying in the um, hotel, right? It was two people to a room. And I had, you know, everything there. I had a curfew and my... My, my counselors and all of them, because they knew I was a Yahweh, they always extended my stuff. Like, I never had a problem. So, blessings to Egon as well as Arisha. So, when I got there, you know, I made sure Diane, that was the lady that made my skirts. I made sure she did it. I ironed it. It was so beautiful. Everybody, when I walked out, they was like, oh, my God, you look so beautiful, Yahweh. My godmother, when I walked in there, she said, take that off. You look horrible. So, my twin had a skirt in her bag, and she gave me the skirt. I didn't complain. I put it up. Right? Let me tell you how, how the world is. 
So I was standing there and we was talking. We talk about spirituality, just talking, like, because we was in the room and everybody was just talking. Nowhere did I ever say, oh, I, you know, I don't ha I hate my godmother. Egon took care of me. I didn't say that. I know the conversations I had, right? We was talking about owning a botanical. We was talking to, uh, my twin was saying how she was doing the susu thing at her job. So I remember each conversation. The one thing you will never get me on as an Aries and as a fucking black woman. I remember what's being said and what I said, right? So they had gave us the order. Diane was first. And the, cause I thought that the person that was crowned already would go. And they was like, no, he's second. Cause Diane, it was doing by age. So Diane was first. Then the young man that was there, he was second. And out of the twins, it was me, then my sister, Sabrina. And then the young man that was crowned, Shango Kabosile from um, Jersey. That was the order. They was like, yo, don't miss the order. We already have it. We have everything set. Y'all, that's how we want it. Okay. So I never forget when I was sitting in there and Yemaya had came in there. She was giving, you know, we all had to throw ourselves. So the dude, right, <laughs> racist motherfucker. And the sad part is everybody knew he was a racist, even my godfather, Ebaye. And the first thing they said was, you know, just don't say nothing. Like, you got to deal with that shit. So... Sabrina, he had grabbed Sabrina and he was like, throw yourself. And Sabrina was like, no, no, no. My god sister got to go. He said, she's a nigga. Step to the side. I'm dead. Everybody heard it and they just looked. So I just moved to the back and I was so angry and I was frustrated. I was ready for real. Everything in me was ready to be like, yo, fuck these people. Fuck them. I'm going to punch you in your fucking face. Like I was ready to go off. And they called me next to present what I had to, to the drum. And when I tell you, that's why I love Tony Yemaya. He, cause I didn't know, nobody told me, well, you got to look down on the plate. You can't look forward. So I'm looking cause I'm seeing everybody and this person come behind me and smash my head down. Now I'm already mad. So I'm ready to turn around, throw this fucking plate and be like, yo, what the fuck is your problem? Right? So I was ready. I was ready. Tony. I don't know if he felt it. I don't know if he was just saying, let me stand next to her. She was a student. I don't know what it was. But Tony stood next to me and he gave me a look like, I got you. Look at me and I got you. They were all mad. Let me tell you. Afterwards, I had to go to my godmother in the house. Oh, Tony need to mind his business. But I was so grateful that someone saw me. And I wasn't a nigga. I was a woman. A yawol being presented. I've mattered. I know how that shit feels. To be discriminated and treated like you're not shit because you are black. In a belief, a system that came from Africa. To make you feel like you are not worth shit. I never saw Tony until when he had, I would see him online until he had a, a drumming. And I said, the first time I see him, I'm going to let him know. And I did. And he was like, get the fuck. And I was like, yeah, thank you. And I always show him love no matter what. Because at that moment, I was so ready to leave 
to be treated like that around people that you would consider friends, family, or people that you would think loved you, that treated you like a nigga. Do you know how that feels? Because if you don't, I pray that you never have to feel that. Being a Yahweh, I got it from both parts. If I saw a black people, oh my God, why are you in that Spanish belief? Oh, shit, you should be an Ifa traditional sister. You wasting your time. Spanish people don't love you. And then when I would come from the Bronx, I would see. I remember walking, going to the doctors. I was walking through Kings Park. I was a Yahweh. And this Spanish lady made sure she said this shit in English so I can hear it. She said, look at these black people always taking our religion. She looks stupid. She needs to go and go back to church. What's she doing in, in our religion? I just shook my head, started laughing, and kept walking. For real. So I was discriminated on both sides. And I, I, I still stood. I remember when I was at the break in and I was sitting there, crushed from fucking Old Navy. I didn't go inside then. I was standing there. And I said, yo, I got $100. I can go and get me some jeans. You know, I'm going to keep the white shirt on, get me some sneakers, jump on this fucking bus. It was $45 and go to Atlanta and leave this alone. And this woman that was crowned, Yemaya, came out. She said, and she's on my page. She said, sister, they want to see you fail. She said, but Oshun is going to make sure you come through shining like gold. Because they know who she is. You can't give up. And I hugged her and I went straight back to the shelter. Oh, I was treated like shit. But at the end of the day, my God, sister, you know, I'm like, yo, thank you for everything you've done. Like, yo, you know, I'm not talking about my twin. I'm talking about my other God sister. And they would pit us all against each other. And she fell for it. Like, why would I put you in a position to, you know, and I remember her saying, you know, I have everything. And because I was walking in. See, when you walked in my godmother's house, there was a little hallway and then the kitchen. And then you walk in and there you was in the living room, right? So as I was walking in, she was like, oh, she, she, I got everything. She don't have nothing. And when I walked in, she looked like was quiet. I remember when my godmother said, I don't know what's going on between y'all, but y'all all go in the back. And I would come in and throw myself and be respectful. But here it is. And she's a black woman. And here it is. She would sit there and be like... Oh, she don't know shit. No. Then I had another God sister that was, would sit there and dog me out. And I'm like, and one day I had to ask her. I love Lorian. But one day I had to ask her, like, yo, did I do anything offend you? Did I do? No, no. So why? Because you knew more. But you do too. I'm, I'm not sitting here to say I'm bragging or anything. But see, that is the, the one thing that I pride myself off of. I built my table before I even met all these people. And I remember when even the Oba said, you can't stop her. This is what she does. Even Padrino Jerry said it. He said, she's, she's not, you know, she's just been around so many people. She don't have a problem with talking to people. So you can't stop her from that. She's not copying anybody. And I'm not. It's sad when people have to run around and be like, oh, if it wasn't for me, I put her on. How? You didn't put me on. You didn't. And I'm not even going to take the price to say, yo, I brung out whatever was in you because I give zero fucks right now. But this conversation is being treated horrible. And a lot of black people feel that way. The sad part is they're too afraid to speak up because being ostracized and being talked about, some people can't deal with that. Me, on the other hand, I give zero fucks. I was dogged out all across the fucking board. But when I saw them all, 
They ain't say anything. Oh, I love you. Yeah, okay. I seen the text messages. I seen the little fucking group chats. You know what I'm saying? The, the fucking lives that were in Spanish. I seen it. And I laughed. I laughed. Because if you got to speak another language to dog me out, then my, it, you ain't talking about me at all. I give zero fucks. I'm still going to be who I am. I don't need an entourage to tell people, yo, who I am. I walk by my lonely. And I'm going to walk and have belief in my egos. Because physically, you may see me walking by myself. But spiritually, I got a whole fucking army with me. And I'm not worried about that. I don't need to light a candle. Or I remember somebody was like, yeah, I was at a Misa. And they were saying you was doing something. Who are you? Why? Why would I waste $3 on a fucking candle to come after you? For what? I got other things to do. Oh, I would feel she don't know anything. Why y'all taking a class? It didn't stop nothing. And yeah, I did. I reached out to my gossips. was like, yo, can you just tell her to stop? Oh, I don't want to get involved. But look, I, those people, I'm, and you know, I was having that conversation with my son this morning where he was saying, you know, somebody had came to him and was like, you know, I'm neutral. Now, smack the motherfuckers that say they's neutral in the face. Because you just want to have access to both parties to get the tea. No. I don't need you to pick a side. What I need you to do is stay the fuck away from me. That's, that's how I end that. We ain't the neutral thing. Oh, I'm neutral. No. Because, see, they're so comfortable to talk bad about me to you. And now you want to bring it back to see what I got to say so you can bring that back. Fuck neutral people up. For real. And if you're one of them, you can stop following me. I give zero fucks. That's why I always keep, if I got something to say, I'm going to say it publicly to your face. I'm going to call you, text you, whatever. But you don't hold space in my head, so you're not important. But when it comes to being treated fairly, yeah. Do some of these people realize it? Some of them don't. Some of them do, and some of them don't give a fuck. To hear that audio was horrible. And these people won't even be able to fucking initiate a rabbit if some of the stuff that is hold up in people's phone was to be leaked. And when the girl was like, you know, would I be wrong to post it or send it anonymously? For what? See, the one thing that I do know that my mom and them always taught me, God got eyes. God got eyes. He see everything. He see everything. God got eyes. He see everything. That's why I'm not in a rush to say yes no more to people or to jump on people's bandwagons and be like, yeah, I do your event. No, give me 24 or 48 hours. I, I, I don't lead by emotions. Oh my God, this opportunity. No, 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 no. Check yourself. Check where you putting your feet at. Not every table is meant for you. Not every event is meant for you. I don't give a fuck how much they offering or what they doing. No, because you will fuck around and hurt yourself in the end. Yes, I'm going to hype up my people. Of course, by all means. That's my first priority. Why? Because I'm a black woman. I don't know how it is to be Spanish, white, Jamaican. I know how it is to be black in America. I know how that is. And our plight ain't as easy as anybody else's. You don't see them being raped, taking their kids from them and doing all that. You don't see that. You don't. We have the most horrendous fucking history that the world has ever known. And yet and still, we still love hard, appreciate, accept, educate, nurture, inspire, encourage, because they can duplicate a lot of things, but what they can't duplicate is that fucking love that God put inside of us. Y'all can say what y'all want, but colored folk, 
colored folk, we know how to come together when shit hit the fan. The Jewish people call us liquid money. It's not the fact that we are broke. And when I heard that, when I heard the, the audio, that was one of the things that, you know, the lady was saying, oh, black people don't got no money. No, we got money. We got poor spending habits, but we got money. And see, a lot of them are kind of iffy because if you don't give us what's right, then a little nook nook of them are coming up in your motherfucking house. See, everybody want to play a gangster. Oh, I, I fuck somebody up until then, you know, then, then it's a whole nother thing because now they, they those keyboard gangsters. They want to, you know, sit there and call Popo. So a lot of black people, I'm not mad when they go to a Shay Shay. I'm not mad when they go to a traditional. I'm not. Because I've seen how racist it can be in the spiritual community. And some of them, they don't make big posts saying how they leaving and what's wrong. They just leave. They don't sit there and dog out their godparents and all of that. But you'd be amazed on how many godparents are dog out there. Ah, I don't mess with her, you know, because she keep up. You know, she got three baby daddies and all. Why? If she told you something in confidence or he told you something in confidence, it's because they love you. And at that moment, they felt loved by you. But when they ran out of money and they needed help, now they the broke black god kids. <laughs> Shit is amazing to me. It's amazing. When I did that video, man, I, I, when I told you I was called everything but the child of God, by people that I, I thought loved me and had my best interests at heart, that shit was definitely a whole new twist of faith. But I'm happy when, when everybody asked me, yo, D, how you felt? I wasn't hurt. I was happy. Because sometimes God has to pull down the curtains because you're not seeing the full room. And I was happy with what I seen. But some of them are so fucking hungry for attention that they still follow me. They'll make up pages just to be on my page to see what I say. They'll go and, and be listening to my podcast and be sitting there having these secret groups. That's a, that's a mental issue. They ain't got shit to do with me. Because I'd be damned if I make a fucking crazy ass page just to go follow somebody I don't like or I don't fuck with. Nah, you're you not that important. <laughs> at all. Sorry. I remember working in the Botanica, like I said. The three women were horrendous to black people. Whenever a black woman or a black boy or a black child or a black person walk in the store, they'll tap their hand. So that's to let you know the black people are here. They'll touch their eye and tap their hand. So keep an eye because a black person is in the store. The funny thing is all the Spanish people and the white people were coming in still. The black people never stole. I worked in that store for about three or four years. I remember, right, true story, because I can only tell you my experience. I remember Big Angel, and they were Spanish. Big Angel and his wife, Anna, they, she was having a party for Big Angel. So I was like, okay, and she invited everybody. Now, unbeknownst to them as well as me, that the person that they invited, Amy and them, to come and also celebrate, she was getting her goddaughter, Kim, and a few of her godsons to jump me. Right? We grown. I, I got a whole husband and kids and, you know, we grown. But she had all these God kids that were going to jump me. Right? After I left out of the house. They were going supposed to start something bumping to me and they was going to jump me. Right? These are grown fucking people. So, I remember walking over there off 165th Street to the liquor store and I grabbed a big bottle 
I think it was Hennessy because it was the black label. Yeah, the Hennessy. And because I asked his wife what he liked. And she was like, give him a uh, bottle of Hennessy. But she was thinking of a little bottle. I had a big ass bottle. I think I paid like $70 for that bottle, right? So while I was walking, I had to go through. I stopped by to see Benu and all of them, the brothers in them. And there was this dude from Haiti. His name was Ralph. He was standing there. And I was telling him like, yo, you know, because this girl Tiffany had came up. And she had told me. Now, this is why I don't really care for people that play both sides of the fence. And, you know, I'm neutral. I don't say anything. But stop. Stop. So Tiffany came and she was like, yo, you know, um, Amy and them are going to, they're going and um, they're going to, they're going to jump you. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, you know, because they got Kim there and her godson, right? So dude, he had hit the lotto. And um, she was like, yeah, they're going to jump you when you come out of Angel House. So I'm just giving you a heads up. So I remember Benu and all of them were like, yo, D, you going? I said, yeah, I'm going because I have a great love for Angel and his wife. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. So on my way, which they didn't know, on my way leaving from the liquor store, I passed by the cemetery and I was praying. I was like, yo, I'm not trying to go to jail today. If anyway, y'all say y'all love me, man, y'all make sure that I'm protected. And that was it. Real talk. So I was standing there talking to Ralph because he was like, yo, man, because Tiffany had came up to us because I saw her. She was going home to change her clothes and she was coming back to Angel House. So as I saw her, she was telling me. So Benu and all of them were standing there. Ralph was standing there. And he was like, man, that's fucked up. You know, you need us to go with you. And I was like, nah, I said, I'm good. And they was like, nah, for real, because, you know, we ready to set it off. I was like, nah, it ain't, it ain't even worth that, right? So even then, them knowing, oh, these are spiritual people, and this is the type of shit they do. So it was funny. So while we were standing there, there was this man that walked by. He had The reason why me and Ralph noticed him, because he was a black dude with white hair. So that was foreign to us, right? Well, I didn't see that. Like, that, that's something that would step out. So he was standing there, and he just started screaming, this is my house. This is my um, domain. You can go anywhere where you want to. I've opened the roads. And he walked away. So me and Ralph was looking at everybody like, yo, you just seen that? Like, yo, and they was like, what the fuck y'all talking about? Yo, you must be high. Ain't nobody. Because he's telling them like, yo, you ain't see the dude with the white hair that just said it? So nobody seen it, apparently. So me and Ralph, and Ralph looked at me and was like, yo, you was, he said, whatever you did, if you were thinking you shouldn't go, you should go. That's your confirmation. You all right. And I went. Now, let me tell you the funny part. Josie's sons was there. Right? Her two sons, they were there. Tiffany came. I was there. Angel's mom was there. The kids were there. And that was it. We all had fun. We celebrated. She made empanadas. I had the cheese ones. Like, we had fun. We sang happy birthday. We talked of our future, of our past, you know, spiritual stuff. Like, we really all had fun. And I left. The very next day, we all came to work. Everybody was laughing and stuff. That evening, Amy, her godkids, and all of them came to Anna and Big Angel's house. And they was like, here, we here for the party. And they was like, the party was yesterday. <laughs> and they were like, what? The Madena not here? The Negra not here? They was like, no, she was here yesterday. Everything was done yesterday. Now. As we was partying, they had the video games. Everybody was playing. Um, Josie's sons was there. And he had told Angel. He said, yo, you know, he said, that's fucked up. But, yo, I want to tell you something. And because Angel came in the kitchen, he told me and his wife, like, you know, Amy and them are coming. They're going to jump Donna. 
you know, the Madena in there, the, the Negada in there, they're going to jump her. And, you know, I'm just letting you know. And Angel came in the kitchen and he was like, yo, Donna, yo, don't, I, I would never let nothing happen. Like, yo, you our sister. And I was like, nah, I'm not worried about it. And so Tiffany was standing there like, you know, I ain't, I ain't want to say nothing. You know, I told her already. And, you know, Angel and them, they got upset. And I was like, nah, don't let it worry you. Like, I ain't worried about that like, at all. And I didn't. They wind up coming the next day. The party was already took place. We already had fun. Everybody was supposed to been there was there. We all like cool. And I remember Josie Sons was like, yo, you mad cool. I don't even know why my mother and all of them hate you. And there was never a reason. Never a reason. Lucy, Maria, and fucking Josie, I, I didn't know why they hated black people. But Karma has a funny way because all Lucy kids, all her daughters had kids by black dudes. So now you got black grandbabies. I, I, that's why I always laugh. Like, yo, their hatred for black people were horrendous. They didn't see anything good from black people. Black people couldn't be spiritual. Black people was crooks and robbers. Oh, we are horrible. We smell bad. All of that. And I remember a black woman would come into the store. And they would sit there and talk about her in Spanish. Talk her the fuck out. And I remember her sitting there, right? We used to be across the street on Gabriel Boulevard. And I remember her sitting there and she was like, how do you work here? I said, well, I don't pay attention to them. You know, I was like, I, I like doing what I do. And she was like, wow. And whatever they said, it must have struck a chord because then she turned to them and said, how the fuck can y'all talk to people and talk about people like that? And it was like, what, mommy? We don't know what you're talking about. Oh, mommy, no. We, I'm talking to my sister about something. Then this black chick started speaking Spanish. Fuck them up. Josie went downstairs to the herb room. She got the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, Maria went up there with Larry, the owner. She hurried up and moved. And Lucy went for a break. She went to the store. Oh, I'll be back. I have to go to the store. They left her only daughter, Yolanda, standing there. And Yolanda was like, listen, I'm not racist. I don't have anything to do. Stop. That's your mama and them. Like, real talk. I didn't take it out on every Spanish person. I didn't like those three fucking women. I was like, yo, they're going to suffer. And it might be a black person to have to save their fucking life. But the way they treated black people were horrible. Horrible. Fucking horrible. The way they treated. And I remember when Josie had a, a barbecue over on Staten Island. I mean, not Staten, Roosevelt Island. So Anna was like, yo, you know, we going. I'm going to ask Josie, can you come? So I was like, oh, okay, you know, if, if not, you know, I'm going to the city. And she was like, no, I want you to come. So while we was there, i never forget, me and Josie walked because she was showing me Roosevelt Island. And this was her conversation with me. You know, a lot of people don't like you. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't care because I didn't do anything. She said, no, they just don't like your color. Black people should not be working in that botanica. And I was like, why though? She was like, because, you know, y'all, you know who y'all are. Y'all kind of people. And I was laughing. And she was like, you know, because I wouldn't have, if it wasn't for Anna, I wouldn't have invited you. Because you can't tell my sisters that you were here. Because I, I don't, I don't want to be associated with you. I didn't eat her food. When they were sending our food, I ain't eating. They ain't even offer. But I was happy I had my own fucking money. Real talk. But I didn't take that and say, all Spanish people are fucking racist. All Spanish people don't like blacks. No. Those people did not like black people. Real talk. They didn't. And everybody that walked in there and that was black, they made sure they knew. 
but they ain't have a problem with taking black people money. You in a black neighborhood. I never forget when Haiti had the um, storm. And I was telling the owner, Larry, I said, yo, you need to ship some candles over there and, you know, let's start taking a collection. This fucking woman, Lucy, I thought black people can float. Aren't they poor over there? They don't need anything. Why are we helping them? And I remember the van driver that was Haitian. He cursed her so fucking bad and he told her, you will die a miserable life. You will never know love. I wasn't mad. Cause he knew Spanish. Like I said, I remember my godfather, he used to always say, yo, stand your ground. But that's my experience. It doesn't mean that every Spanish person is evil. Or that they are hateful. No. No. But a lot of them are just either that's something they were born, grew up in. You know, it's just the way it is. But once again, I tell people, you can't change some people. Having that conversation, great. If you can, great by all means. But if they don't take to it and make some changes and apologize and hold themselves accountable, then go where you are celebrated, my love. Go where you are appreciated. Go where you are loved. All of you. Not, oh, because, you know, I don't want to say nothing. No, I'm going to voice mine. Like, yo, why is it so light up in here? What black folk? <laughs> no. And don't just sprinkle them around like we fucking weeds inside of a, a beautiful bouquet. No, we all beautiful. Every shade, every color. So going through this detox, I had to sit with that. Like, yo, I have to heal from all of that. Because when you don't heal from it, it festers. It grows. But to hear a video, an audio of someone saying that, and these people are up in high regards. It's sad. To see a text on how all y'all black people are the same is disrespectful. And guarantee you, like I said, if it was to ever come out, they wouldn't be able to, to initiate a fucking turn up. But why? Because eventually God shows, God moves the curtain on so many people. He really does. And it's sad because these people come with, you know, a hunger of learning. And if you can't, if you know you can't help them, then why? I have a God sister that I love and I call her my sister and she's white and she's crowned to Chelsea and she started in the Lukumi way. And she left because not only do black people get disrespected, white people, every, you know, everyone. And she felt really horrible. Like, yo, I'm not, I'm leaving. Like, yo, you treat me like I'm a cash register because I'm white. I'm supposed to pay for everything and pay for other people and pay for your shit. No. And it's sad. The person that was, uh, her godmother was black. And it's sad. You have black godparents that treat their white god kids like they are the cash cow. For real. Like I said, you got elays that if you are darker than the paper bag, they not looking at you. You got motherfuckers that will only see you when it's income tax time or you got a court case. Then they love the shit out of their black, gully guard kids. 
And it's sad because if you know you feel some kind of way about a black person, don't mean we all did you wrong. We, we didn't do it. Get mad at whoever disrespected you or hurt you. I'm not mad at all Spanish people. I'm mad at Lucy, Maria, and fucking uh, Josefina. Because they treated black people like shit. Yes. Does that make all Spanish people evil? No. Those three, hell yeah. And every customer that would come in there, they'd be like, yo, even Yawosis, they'd be like, nah, we can't come in. Can you? They'd see me and be like, oh my God, a black person working here? And I'd be like, yeah, I've been here for a year. And they was like, girl, I heard stories about these people. My godmother told me I can't even come in here. She'd be like, can you get it and ring it up? Because I don't want them to touch it. And I was like, wow, for real. I remember one girl came in there with her whole family. She was, you should show all of them leaving. Oh, I'm leaving. I'm, I got to go. No, no, no. But see, that's, that, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Because I'm going to tell you mine. This is my story. I remember when my father had died. He had just died. I came back up to New York. And it was a white girl named Michelle. It was Josie, Lucy, and Maria. Right? Now, mind you, these two sisters would fight amongst each other. But when it came to black people, they all got together. So, I was standing there. I was talking to Milton. He had the shop across from us. And he was like, yo, D, I want you to calm down. Like, yo, I want you to calm down. So, I was like, what? What's the matter? I just came back. I had my coffee in my hand. I can't drink coffee no more. But when I did back then. And he was like, yo, you ready to hear something? But I want you to calm down. I said, okay. So, Lucy and them said they took a, a coffin. We used to sell the wooden coffins. They took it to the cemetery and buried my father. And that's how he died. I'm still mourning. Tim, Uncle Tim, all of them was like, listen, calm down. Right? You can talk. Calm down. So, I waited. And when they were there, I waited until the store was empty. I said, let me tell y'all something. I don't give a fuck. Y'all get somebody to translate it. But I'm going to tell y'all in English. My father died of cancer. Y'all cuckoo bitches can't even light a candle in the fucking dark. Do not come for me because I don't have a problem with beating up old people. Real talk. So, Michelle was standing there. She got on the bus. I got on the bus with her. For real. She was taking the bus. I got on the bus with her. It was me, my daughter, her friend, all of that. And I sat right behind her. I said, we're at least seeing them now. I said, see, you pop all that shit in that store. But see, when you outside, ma, can't nobody fuck with you. What's going on? I said, you right. I can't put my hands on you, but I got daughters and all of them that will. Michelle started crying. Oh, they put your name in there. I don't know why. They just don't like black people. They said that you need to go. And they tried to set you up, which was true. I had two tickets. They had all these tickets. I said, yo, that's not mine. Then every time I worked the register, Lucy would take the money and put it under her register. But see, I always count the draw before I take it over. So when I counted down, I said, yo, it's $186 missing. Oh, maybe you fucked up. So Michelle already told me what Lucy be doing. So I said, yo, I said, Larry, come here. Pop that draw open. He said, Donna, what? Nah, because see, this is $186 short. Pop that register open, and I guarantee you under the bottom is 186 exactly. I put my gun on the counter. He said, Donna, you don't need to do... Yes. I said, because these bitches think I'm playing. 
When he opened it up, it was under the register in a yellow envelope marked rent. And it was $186 exactly. She looked. I said, your homegirl ain't coming back. And Michelle never came back after that bus ride. I don't know. And I remember Anna, God bless the daddy, buying. She came in the store. She said, in order to defeat the snake, cut off the fucking head. Embarrass Lucy and they'll leave you alone. She said, come here, because let me help you. And she took the gunpowder and made it like an a arrow and put it in my spiritual room, in my reading room, and it popped bow. And they was talking to Anna in Spanish. They was like, oh, why are you helping her? And all of this, and Anna said, because she didn't do anything. That girl came in here, and she was helping y'all and all of that, and this is how y'all repay her. Y'all some wicked bitches. See? So I get it. I understand how it feels to be discriminated against. I get it. I hear y'all plea. Doesn't stop your journey. If we only had sunshine, we wouldn't know how to enjoy the rain. If we only had dark days, we wouldn't know how to enjoy the light. If we only had bad days, we would not know how to celebrate the good. So it all comes to get it. But know that you are not forced to sit, stand, or be a part of anyone that treats you horrible. Because racism is real. It's not a joke. But you do not have to tolerate it. You don't even need to fight it. Move. Because see, when you hit people's pockets, then they know how to get that act right. See, they, they know how to get that act right. And when a godparent or a mentor have to tell you to sell your ass or go fuck someone so you can pay for a ceremony, leave. If somebody got to sit there and make a joke about your color in a tee-hee-hee way, well, you know how black people are, leave. Leave. Do not sit there and co-sign and excuse it and act like it's, oh, that's how they are. No, no, no. Learn to accept all of you. You're not broken. You're not misled. You're not a bad person because you're black. You are beautiful. You are, that black girl magic shit is real. And if they don't want to stand with you in unity for humanity, then leave their asses on the bench while they watch. It's always the empty car that makes the most noise. They ain't got nothing in them. Don't be like them. I love you. I love you. Every race, every color, I love you. Not because of your color or how much money you got. Because of the heart and the human that you are. I love you. But anybody else that want to go against that, I don't have time to battle you. The ancestors here, they fought. That's their job. And you wonder why your life is upside down. Stop treating their babies wrong. Stop being fucking racist and discrimination and doing all of that wrongly. Because, see, the one thing I do know about Oshun and Egon, as well as God, they know how to pull the curtain down. That's fact. I love y'all. Stay diligent. Know your worth. Love yourself entirely and completely. And thank you for listening. And when it's time, have that conversation. If you feel slighted, if you feel, you know, any kind of racist undertone, speak about it. And if you can't, leave. Go find where you are appreciated. Love y'all.